Welcome to the Marketing for Startups podcast. If you're trying to figure out marketing for your startup, then you're in the right place. In this podcast, we go high level, looking at the intersection of branding, data, and leadership to offer you a marketing playbook to grow and scale. Join me each week for in-depth interviews, tactical advice, and practical trainings. Hi, I'm your host, Victoria Hajar, veteran marketer and startup enthusiast. I promise to bring my experience and curiosity to each episode Then together, we'll peel back the onion on this ever-changing discipline that is marketing. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode. Thank you so much for being here. And before we get started, I just want to say, I know that there are a lot of podcasts out there, a lot of ways that you can be spending your time listening and getting educated. And the fact that you are here listening to This podcast, it just means so much to me. So I want to say thank you out there to all the listeners, and I hope you can deliver lots of value in today's episode. Today is a really, really good one, and actually one of the most important things in business, which is product market fit. That's what we're really going to be digging into today, and we're going to we're going to talk about product market fit in a little bit of a unique way. And it's going to be through the framework, through the lens of Alex Hormozzi's book, $100 million offers is the name of the book. And in the book, he talks all about how to craft um, a irresistible offer. So an offer um, that people just would feel as he quote, as he's quoted saying in the book, people will feel dumb saying no to, right? Like one that they absolutely, uh, no questions asked need to, need to capitalize on, need to say yes to. And so when I was thinking, when I was reading this book, um, it really got me thinking about how everything in marketing, everything in sales that we learn really is all for naught if we don't have product market fit, right? Now you can be running as fast as you can with all of the strategies and tactics for sales and for marketing, but at its, at its very, very core, if you do not have alignment between exactly the ways in which you're communicating what your product and service is and what it does, right? How you can serve your ideal client and if your client is really not matching with the way that you're communicating your product or service, then you're kind of starting with a huge deficit, right? It means that no matter what you do, um, you're actually not going to be successful because you need to have a proven, you know, a product or service that you've proven to yourself that you can sell repeatedly, right? It's not just like a, a one-off occurrence when you make a sale because you're not going to be able to sustain revenue, nor are you going to be able to grow your business without actually having um, a solid offer that is performing for you. And all of the tactics and strategies that I talk about on this podcast, it all really comes down to, well, do you have that product market fit? Now, of course, of course, you can be um, experimenting with communication. That is what you should do. But all of the experimenting in the world, right, it's going to take you much, much longer if you haven't really meditated on building this 
as Alex describes it, irresistible offer. And so that's what I want to dig in today. I want to talk to you about the handful of, um, of tactics that Alex breaks down in his book, um, three specifically, that's going to craft your framework for building an irresistible offer. So how can you sort of Put your product or service into a, into the world and get people to convert into buyers, right? We want to make sure that all of the marketing activities that we're doing and then all of the sales efforts that we're making, that when we actually get to the moment of presenting the, the sale, the opportunity for the buyer, that it's going to be one that they are absolutely going to, to say yes to. So, all right, before I get into these three specific tactics, again, if you enjoy this podcast, and again, I'm so grateful for all of you out there. If you know any entrepreneurial friends that would benefit from this really super important message, because I know in my community, I have so many entrepreneurial entrepreneurial friends that are kind of banging their head against the wall, trying to get this product market fit going, they're going to find this super valuable. It would mean so much to me if you can just um, share this podcast with them. In my own circles, I know that any podcast that um, fellow marketers or entrepreneurs share with me are the ones that I definitely always listen to. So if you can share this with your friends, it would it would mean so much to me that we can get this message out to more people. So let's dig into it. I'm talking about three specific areas that are Alex Promoti, he goes deep dive into his book, 100 million million offers. And I really recommend reading this book. I think it is absolutely groundbreaking and sort of bringing really step-by-step tangible, tactical ways of building this offer. And again, even if you've been in business for 10 years, right, and you have some consistent sales, there's so much that you can learn um, by just doing this deep dive into the way that you frame um, communicating your product or service. Okay, so we're talking about three specific areas of building your offer. Now, let's start at the ground floor, right? What is an offer? Okay, so an offer in and of itself is going to bridge the gap between what your product or service is and how you are sort of the container you're putting it in to actually sell it. Okay, so what does that actually mean? Well, let's let's say that you have a SaaS business that helps people get, I don't know, more organized, right? You're like a project management tool. You can simply say, I have a project management tool and you can buy it if you need project management, right? That's super ABC of this is what I the product that I, I've created, and this is what it's going to do for you. It's going to manage your projects and do you want it? Now, obviously, this is not a very attractive offer, okay? It is not, doesn't entice anyone to, to buy. doesn't explain, you know, why your, your, product, your product is different. doesn't explain, it's not enticing. No one would buy a product if you simply said it in that way. But I want to illustrate that because that's kind of the container. It's sort of like once you've developed the product or service, the way that you communicate that product or service is going to build the desire, peak the interest. All of these things need to happen in order for your prospect to be interested to learn more and to eventually convert. 
And so it's the way that you package up what it is that you do that's going to make the difference of whether you get people over the line to actually purchase with you. And so that is really the core of this book, $100 million offers, is sort of all of the, the elements that go into how we craft it, how we actually communicate and sell the offer. And this process of sort of putting into a container what your product or service does, the language that you use, the different tactics you'd use to kind of um, match people's pain points with the actual um, features and benefits of your product or service. This is a game and it, is gonna, it takes a lot of trial and error. And so a lot of, a lot of folks in the earlier stage of, of their startup, this is the process for the first, maybe even you know, first couple of years is just simply really matching exactly how you communicate what you do and finding that, that segment of client um, that really, that click, that's when you know you have product market fit. And so let's go through sort of three hallmarks of how do we kind of craft this offer and then get people over the edge. So I'm going to talk about de defining the audience, which is really, really important. I'm going to dig into all of my learnings of not just like, okay, understanding what your ideal client avatar is, because that's a practice that a lot of us go through. That's sort of the basics of building your business, taking it a lot further. It's not really designing um, this matrix between what are their desires, needs versus how your product or service satisfies that. And then also handling these kind of object, uh, objections that they may have, right? Those barriers to buy. So we're gonna talk about that. So step one is sort of defining audience. Step two, we're gonna talk about how we kind of create urgency and scarcity that sort of helps push people over the edge into buying. Because again, a lot of times we need to help people make those decisions as marketers as, and as salespeople, as founders, right? You need to make sure this is happening in your business. So we're gonna talk about some ways to do it. And then we're also going to talk about, you know, how do you kind of make it super easy for people to buy, right? Or to test out or to whatever, to sort of make it easy to say yes, because all of these, all of these things become invisible barriers, right? All of these hoops we need to get people to jump through, right? So we want to make sure that especially, you know, technology SaaS, or if it's a consulting or what have you, whatever your product or service is, you want to make sure that it's super easy for people to say yes to, super easy to buy. So let's start with defining the audience, okay? So as I said, I'm sure all of you out there are pretty clear on who you're serving, who your ideal customer is, right? And if you go Google ideal customer avatar and all these things, there's tons of trainings on YouTube. I'm sure you can find it's going to bring you through, you know, the psychographic and the demographics of your ideal client. What I love to do with clients, what I always do with all of my, you know, mentees and my clients that I work with is we go through this thing called um, the messaging matrix. And this is really the crux of what Alex is talking about in $100 million offers. He spends a couple of chapters really digging into uh, what does your ideal customer need, right? What are their desires, right? Um, and he breaks, in, breaks it down into like basic psychology of sort of like, you know, everyone wants to be loved. Everyone wants to have ideal health and everyone wants to have wealth, right? So it's health, wealth, 
and love, right? And this is like the basic sales and marketing psychology of like sort of what we're all selling. We're all selling something to satisfy these three core desires of human beings, right? So we want to sort of first identify like what is that core, uh, like what, what is the core uh, need that we're satisfying with our product or service? That's going to help us really start to dig into um, not, not like really, you know, there's the product or service and they're selling, but then it's like, well, what are we really selling? Because once we understand what we're really selling, right, ultimately we're just really selling sort of wealth and status, or, or we're just really at its core selling love, right, and, and acceptance, then we're going to begin to sort of build our sales and marketing strategies from that, um, from that place, right? Now, obviously, we don't say it outright, like you will be loved if you buy this, right? <laughs> but in the copy and the communication, we're going to have these, these are going to be subtle messages that come through in some shape or form when we're going through sort of crafting this offer. And so sort of first step is we want to understand what these basic desires, these needs that we're satisfying, right? But we also need to go through, well, what, what are our clients' real pain points? And Alex is really great about going through, like, what are all of the possible um, disadvantage people are experiencing in their life due to the problem that they have around wealth, love, or health, whatever your specific business is helping them to overcome, right? Or to improve. So when we're crafting the offer, or crafting our communication, you want to really think of well, what are all of the ways in which someone's suffering around this certain topic because of how your product or service like helps people, right? And so he goes through so many examples in the health space, because that's sort of his background, Alex's background. If you don't know, he's sort of um, started out, I think with a handful of gyms, he was like a gym owner and he sort of had opened a handful of them and then he developed a software for gyms. So he sort of really started his career in that space. So there's a lot of examples he has in his book around, around health and wellness. But again, it's sort of like, well, someone wants to lose weight, right? That's sort of the the desire that they have and the product that he has sort of helps them do that, right? The gym. But it's not just about losing weight, right? We talk about well, what are all of the other problems that come from that, right? There's a uh, lack of confidence, right? I don't feel confident uh, in a bathing suit or I don't have enough energy to play with my kids. I don't feel vibrant. I don't feel sexy. I don't what, what X, Y, Z, L, M, N, O, P. So in this process for your own business, it's like, what are all of the ways in which your prospect is suffering, right? And the, the second part of this process is saying, well, okay, how, you know, if you don't feel confident, how buying a product or service, your product or service is going to help build that confidence? How is buying your product or service going to help um, make that prospect feel vibrant and energized and all of these things? Because in the end of the day, right? It's like the losing weight is not really probably the most attractive part of the puzzle here. It's about having the vibrancy, the energy, feeling confident, looking good, all of that stuff. And so when you're really defining the audience, you really have that clear handle and not just the psychographic and demographic of your audience, 
but really understanding how they want to feel in their life, who they want to be in their life, right? You're going to help demonstrate how your product or service is truly transformational. This is what gets people really excited about what you're selling and what you do. Okay. So this process of really matching that, uh, those sort of pain points, and then how your product or service alleviates, serves, enhances, improves is really one of the biggest exercises you can do in getting that product market fit, right? Now, once you've gone through experimenting, have some solid idea of like that audience and how you communicate their pain points and how you solve them, right? How you make their lives better. The second piece is, is that's sort of not enough, right? Now we need to say, okay, how do we sort of create this urgency or this scarcity in order to motivate people to buy? Because there's a lot of folks that, and it doesn't matter literally what you're selling, right? Most times things are not actually on fire. There's, there's a, a lot of, especially in SaaS products and um, B2B businesses, right? Which are a lot of my audience members are, right? A lot of times when you're selling into businesses, right? They're usually prioritizing the most urgent or the things that are on fire, right? And maybe that's not your product or service. So in order to sort of really get that consistent flow of, of clients uh, and prospects actually buying with you, you need to actually work on creating some urgency and scarcity. And in the book, he goes through some really interesting tactics, right? Now, he talks a lot about service-based businesses, but even if you have like a SaaS product, a lot of these apply, which is, um, you know, if you're running some sort of uh, promotion, which of course does not need to be a discount, could be extra bonuses or extra upgrades or things that you get um, if you buy within a certain period of time, you can um, put some date limitations on that specific offer or that specific promotion to help sort of create a little bit of urgency and also, you know, limit the amount of extra bonuses or extra benefits or whatever, if people buy within a certain period of time. Now, using these tools of urgency and scarcity is a really effective tactic in sort of getting folks over the hump to actually purchase with you. And in the offer that you create, not only enveloping this match of their pain point, their possible objection, all these things, and how your product or service addresses those concerns and those needs and desires, also enveloping into this offer some urgency or scarcity is going to help you um, sell more effectively and more consistently, right? Um, because a lot of times folks, they they need what you sell. Like what you're selling could actually improve their lives dramatically, but a lot of times people need an extra push, an extra nudge to actually get them to take action. And so in, in um, incorporating urgency and scarcity into the overall offer that you have can help you just sell again, more consistently and efficiently. And that's what we want in our businesses to have um, that constant flow, that pipeline constantly convert. Now, last but not least, 
right? Once we've created this perfect match between what our ideal customers need, want, and desire, we've created a little bit of urgency and scarcity around what we're selling to make it more attractive and sort of motivate people into action. The third is making it easier for customers to actually buy with you, making it super easy. And he goes, this is interesting. I never really heard a lot of marketers, at least, um, talking about this, but he goes for quite a while in the book talking about guarantees, right? Um, And this could be if you're having, I mean, if you're a physical product, but again, this this could look like a return policy, but in more of a service-based world, a SaaS-based world, we're looking at what is a guarantee, right? How do we make this an absolute no-brainer? He goes through dozens of examples of guarantees in the book that you can employ. But, you know, an easy one is like a money-back guarantee, right? Uh, a trial period. Or if, you, if you're at looking for someone to get a certain result, right? That if they don't get the result that you're going to um, refund them or do something extra for them or whatever. But he really stresses how important it is to craft like and communicate really well, uh, like, you know, uh, a home run guarantee, right? Meaning in what ways can we eliminate any of the risk for the client, right? Or the prospect or whatever, that they're, again, it's going to be like a no brainer for them to say yes to, because they do not feel like there's a huge amount of risk in going ahead and purchasing with you. So if we go back to like the SaaS model, for example, this is an interesting, uh, an interesting one, but the project management tool, we'll go back to project management tool, project management tool Monday um, here in Miami. I remember seeing tons of um, billboards on the highway that was communicating how using the Monday tool helps save one day per week for for people that use the tool, which is actually a pretty bold claim, right? And it's not really, I guess, super measurable, right? It's not like you can scientifically measure it probably um, in a way that you could like hold the company accountable for. But if they were truly guaranteeing that you would save one day a week, uh, an idea of guarantee would say, hey, listen, you're going to purchase, you know, a year worth of this software tool, and which is not cheap, um, but we guarantee that you're going to save one day a week. And we're going to sort of onboard you on exactly how to do that, how to organize your products, projects so you save that day a week. And if you don't, then we'll give you your money back, something like that. Um, but this is an example of how you could craft a guarantee that's like so good that people would feel dumb not taking you up on it because there's absolutely no risk to on their part, right? And this can become so, so helpful um, for any type of business, right? Return policy for products, as I mentioned, but making some sort of promise to our clients, to our prospects, customers that really remove the risk for them is a super useful way to also get people sort of over the fence to purchase with you. And it's a piece of the puzzle in my experience with the dozens and dozens of founders that I've worked with. It's it's a piece of the puzzle that a lot of times founders don't think about. And in $100 million offer books, he talks extensively with how a well-crafted offer could actually translate into just hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue 
from his own experiences of sort of selling without a guarantee and then selling his positioning his offer with a guarantee. And so I feel like this is a really interesting. um, So again, the guarantee is a, is a opportunity that exists um, for really addressing again at its core, like those objections of that client and uh, that prospect. And it's really a piece of the puzzle that a lot of folks miss. And so I would invite you to experiment with it. Right. So these three steps, right? How do we sort of really understand our audience's needs, desires, um, and also ob- objections, right? So I didn't talk so much about it, but this is an important part, right? Objection handling. Now, this is something that we usually think about in terms of sales, right? You're on the sales calls. How are you going to object? Uh, handle the objections? There's so much we can do from a marketing perspective and the way that we're communicating on our sales pages, from our website, from any promotion we're running through social, through email, really inter- interweaving communication that handles those objections in the copy that we put through on the marketing side, right? Now that's all really in this first stage because in order to really understand the desires and needs of that target, that target audience, you really need to have it clear, them clearly defined, right? And as a sidebar here, guys, do not go after multiple target audiences until you have absolute domination and, and absolute um, like repeatable sales one in the audience that you're targeting because it takes time, okay? So that is really about understanding your audience. And it t- again, you have to really just dig deeper and dig deeper to understand the psychology of those people that you're serving and craft the right communication with them. It will take some trial and error. Second part is creating that urgency and scarcity. So many ways that you can do that. And there's so many ways you can do that that, that don't feel sleazy, right? Or salesy. You can do it from a place of genuine, um, just desire to help people. Because if you don't put that scarcity and urgency into your offers and the things that you're selling, you're just simply not going to help people push them over that, you know, push them over the fence and, and, and help them because we all create businesses to help people. The products or services that we have truly help people. And, and folks really sometimes need a little bit of that fire and motivation. So any way that you can do that in a way that feels aligned with your values, um, you need to figure out what that is going to be. And last but not least, make it super easy for people to say yes. Think about what are those guarantees that you're offering folks to take all of that risk away, right? And don't don't be scared, you know, to, to give that money back guarantee or to give, you know, the last thing that you need are people that are dissatisfied with your product or service, right? We need to come from a customer service spirit and we want folks like interacting with our brands, our products, our services that are super happy, right? And, and so a guarantee is a way that we can really keep that communication line open for that satisfaction, right? And that there's no risk. There's no risk for them and there shouldn't be. People shouldn't be feeling like they're, they're scared of, you know, just losing their money because whatever your product or service promises to do will not 
do it, right? So guarantee is a way of communicating your confidence in your product or service and the results that they will get, right? When they use it or they interact with your brand or whatever. Um, but again, it's a way of, um, I now I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> Sorry. It's a way of, again, pushing people over the fence and, and getting them to buy because all of these pieces of the offer is when we get these right, that's when we have this irresistible offer. We have that massive product market fit confirmed, right? And we're selling this offer in a repeatable way. It's not until we have that nailed down that we can pull those growth levers, right? A lot of us want to get to that seven-figure mark, get to that multiple seven-figure mark, grow our teams, grow our businesses. But this is the bottom floor. You need to make sure that you have whatever you're offering into the world is something that people actually want and that they'll actually buy in a repeatable way, that you don't need to run through hoops. You don't have to try so hard to sell your, your thing because you should be communicating it effectively. So I'm super passionate and excited about this book. Alex Hormozzi, it's, it's so funny. I, I think that if you've seen him in any of your feeds on social, I think he comes across as being like a little bit of a meathead, you know, kind of like a dude's dude, which he totally is. Um, but his book, Hundred Million Dollar Offers, is really, you know, he definitely shares some vulnerable stories and things like that. I, I found it really like a pleasant read and, and really, um, you know, he does a really nice job at connecting with all of us as readers. Um, and the content's really good. Um, I think it's definitely should be on your must read list as a founder. Um, and even again, if you've been in business for many years and you think you have that ultimate product market fit, there's a lot of examples and a lot of ideas in there that can even help you to enhance a producing offer that you already have. Um, so there we have it. Alex Hormozzi's $100 million offers and way of thinking about how to achieve that part of product market fit. I hope this was helpful and interesting for you guys. And if it is, again, share it with a friend. It means so much to me. And of course, I'm not sure if you know this, but if you like and review this podcast, it really, really helps um, with the algorithms. It helps me to sort of get the word out about this podcast to more entrepreneurs and founders that can really use the, the lessons that we share here on the podcast. So it would also mean so much to me. You took two seconds out of your day to do a little bit of a review on the podcast. Also helped me to craft um, you know, make some upgrades or craft some new content if you need it. So those reviews are all always super helpful. So until next week, everyone, um, just remember, you do not have to go fast. You just have to keep going. And when you, when you really dig deep into these mega successes of founders, the story is always the same. It's about really plugging away, learning, being intentional, testing, and just keeping at it right? Keeping at it for years. It's not about overnight success. It's about consistent implementation, learnings, iteration and improvement, and not giving up. So you don't have to go fast. You just have to keep going. I'm so proud of you. You're here on this podcast learning. You've stayed into the end. I hope you've taken some notes. I hope you ordered Alex's book on Amazon or in your local bookstore or whatever. And I'll see you back here next week for more 
learning and insights. You did it. You made it to the end of the episodes. Thanks for sticking around with me and listening all the way to the end. I really appreciate you as an audience member, and I hope that you found this helpful. If you did like this episode, it would mean so, so much to me if you subscribed, if you rate and review this podcast. It helps other people know that this podcast has something worth saying. It also would be super awesome if you could take a screenshot and share on Instagram and tag me at Ugly Ventures, U-G-L-I Ventures, V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S. I am always so appreciative to hear from you, and I hope to see you back here next week on the Marketing for Startups podcast.